Hi guys, it's Alex and Lee from Ivy, and today we have Rebecca Orlov on the podcast. Rebecca helps brands and lifestyle companies understand, determine, and share their brand voice and visual narrative in meaningful and compelling ways. Rebecca is a creative entrepreneur that has lots to teach us. If you don't know about Rebecca, definitely check her website out. We'll share the details, and her Instagram account is very beautiful and inspiring. Great. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for joining us today. To get started, I would love to ask really what you think has helped you build a thriving business. What have been the recipes for success? Well, really great question. And thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I love Ivy. I've been enjoying being part of your network. Um, a thriving business. We all strive for that, of course. And uh, we all have taken meaningful steps to pursue a thriving business, um, typically leaving another more stable business to try to, to, try to go out on our own. And um, my first thought and my first quality and emotion really is, you know, having the confidence in, in achieving this. So saying to yourself, you know what, I have this idea or I know I have a service I can provide and I'm ready to, to do this and to make my mark. So I think, um, to have a successful business, you have confidence in yourself um, as the business owner, and then really understand what your business is. What is your service? What are you offering? I think secondly, a huge openness to learning and to adapting. I think um, every day there's an opportunity, every minute of a day you can learn something new. So I think um, the willingness to learn, the willingness to be open-minded um, can help a business evolve, um, shift, ebb and flow. So I think that's really important. And then um, I think uh, it's important to understand that we all have our different personalities, um, but we're all trying to achieve um, you know, success in our own ways um, and define success. So personally for me, my background for most of my career has been in production and project management. Um, I really understand uh, through this, the, those experiences how to work with different personalities. So um, I'm able to... Um, kind of um, work with various personas, personalities, um, and stories and kind of adapt to them and, and help them achieve what they need. So for me in building a business, it was kind of identifying that, um, but really having the confidence to say I can do this um, or I got this and then the openness to learning. Yeah, that's so true. And I think you touched on a lot of points that Lee and myself also trying to work on when it comes to confidence and, you know, as women, and sometimes we have to balance family life and other things yeah. that come into the picture. And it's really hard to not have second guess ourselves every minute of the day. And I think confidence can take you a long way when building a business. For sure. And by the way, may I say that like, confidence is a real positive word. I feel like somehow it's gotten mixed in with being narcissistic or, or egotistical. No, it's not. It, it's just the, the self understanding that, you've got this, like you can do it. Um, like, you know, it, it's a real positive thing. And, um, you know, it's, it's really a really great, great, you know, cool. yeah. <laughs> I completely agree. And so my next question, since you're considered a leader in the industry, when it comes to branding, I would love to get your insider's tips and on best practices on how to build your brand as a new firm. Sure. Um, my number one tip absolutely is to be a client to yourself, like number one. And I actually talk about this in my webinar that I did with you um, about defining your brand voice. So you have to really dedicate to your business just like you would book a new client and work with the client. So, you know, you need to do that work up front. So book time, 
whether it's every day, once a week, once a month, but you have to book your time and do the work. Also do that work up front. That's one of my other really fantastic tips. You know, you don't need to fly by the seat of your pants. You can take the time and then do the work. And that was to develop and craft your mission statement. You need to take the time to develop your brand voice. You know, what is your purpose? Who is your demographic? What is your business model? You know, what are your services and what type of balance are you striving for between work and balance? So definitely do that work up front. Um, another great tip is to be consistent with that brand voice that you develop and then weave that in through all of your platforms, your forward facing um, collateral, anything that has your mark on it, make sure it is consistent with your, not just your aesthetic palette, you know, your color palette, your font, your logo, but your brand voice, your narrative. And then honestly, I think the last thing is to really just listen to your gut. You know, we have this intuition. If you think something feels just kind of off from the beginning, mm -hmm. maybe listen to yourself and be like, you know what? I'm going to take care of myself. This doesn't feel right. I'm going to politely walk away and pursue something else. Mm -hmm. So, you know, build that brand, focus on yourself, but also focus on what might not be working and then shift your, shift, uh, your point of view. And on that point, how do you think an interior designer can balance building a strong brand for her firm while running an interior design business? How, how, like, how do you do this? How do you balance both of those really important factors of being a successful interior designer? Yes, it is a lot. We all do so many things. And that's like the number one thing that I see when I'm talking or here when I'm talking to other entrepreneurs. And it's just, we all do so, so many things. Um, one really strong suggestion is to really be, you know, you know, consider this shift your mentality to setting your business flow instead of keeping up with that workflow. Mm -hmm. So kind of try to flip it. So instead of being like, Oh, I have all these emails or I have all these other projects I'm behind, I'm behind set intentions for that day and then follow them. And then you'll feel more confident in your work and then your business can evolve from there. So, you know, one way to achieve this by setting a business flow is to Take, book yourself as a client, take just time dedicated to you, work on the project, which is your brand, and establish defined business goals, and then a path for getting there. So give yourself the time and the space. You know, let's say you want to you know, do five huge clients for the year or five projects for the year. Let's just say, for example, how do you do that? Well, let's look at time. Let's look at um, all the time that goes into pursuing a client, booking a client, designing for a client, and then just work that out. So take the time to define those goals. Um, and then also, you can also take, a, take time to establish, like, what does your five-year look like from a really global point of view? You know, always have an idea of, like, what your really big goals are. Are your goals to grow your business from one person to 20? Is your goal in five years to sell your business and go live in Hawaii? You know, whatever that is. So I, it's almost like intent, just be really intentional instead of kind of just, like, trying to keep up. And would you recommend hiring someone to help you with branding? I mean, either, you know, someone internally or someone like you that can help really pick up the page when it comes to uh, branding across the board. Sure. I mean, I definitely, rec I, if it's something that you just aren't into, don't like to do really, or just can't wrap your head around, I absolutely recommend hiring yeah. someone to do it for sure. Because just like someone hires a designer to help them like with their, their interiors and their vision, help them pull that vision together. Um, hiring a, a branding expert or someone to build your and design your website, some these are actions that I do, um, will certainly help alleviate the stress from your day to day and really give you more confidence in moving forward. So yeah, certainly. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So um, now on to 
a different type of question. I was curious to hear a little bit more about how you manage your time. We know that designers have so much on their plates and why do you think it's, it's worth their time really allocating some of their time to branding? Well, I feel like it's just like with anything, um, we all can get like, you know, very granular with our projects and you really focus on, on your clients, you know, let's say for interior design, like, you know, you're selecting finishes, you're, you know, uh, selecting your, your color palettes, you're developing your mood boards or, you know, AutoCAD, whatever it is, or, or your sourcing, whatever it is, you really have to kind of shift gears get reacquainted with that part of the project, kind of dive back in. And that right there takes energy and time. So I think if you're able to um, shift your point of view um, on, again, like kind of keeping up with this business flow, setting intentions for the day, um, not specifically like a hard and fast schedule you have to follow, but setting these goals and these, and these kind of day to day will really help you. So again, I said this a bunch of times, but I really like booking yourself um, as a client and then having like an idea of what you want to discuss with yourself or talk about or manage will just help you with your full business. And speaking of business, uh, I would love to hear about your business model. How do you, how do you make money? How is your business model structured? That is a really great question. And I think it's something that um, not everyone does. This is kind of when I discuss like doing the work up front. I think it's really important if you're going to start a business, run a business, manage a business is to determine what your model is so that you can confidently um, pursue clients and share what your service is. So, you know, I spent, when I, I worked for companies for years, I produced TV commercials, I worked for clients in-house, I worked for ad agencies. And when I launched Orla Design Co., I spent a lot of time um, deciding what I wanted my model to be. And a lot of that had to do with my personal life. You know, I'm now a parent. That was really important to me. It was like, how do I balance being, you know, with my family to running a business to having a personal life as well. So how I did this was um, after spending so many years working really hard, like I'd work all hours of the night for other people, I decided that um, I wanted to shift this. So what I did was I booked time. I know it's so funny. I keep saying that, but it's so true. I made time for myself, for my, my company. And then I just really outlined what I call like the key tenants um, or philosophies of what I wanted my business to be. So I noted that I wanted to do creative work. I wanted to work with and help small lifestyle businesses. I wanted to also build strong and meaningful relationships with clients. And I wanted it to be in a collaborative spirit. Um, I really wanted to do quality work. Um, I also wanted to offer complementing services that clients could add on if they needed help, but they didn't have to do it if they didn't want to. Um, for example, if you wanted to build a website and you didn't need the branding portion, cool, let's just do the website. But I wanted to offer branding if they needed that. And then lastly, and this was so important to me is, I personally didn't want to take the time to like nickel and dime, you know, by the hour or by the minute or whatever. And I don't want my clients to. So I created a, um, an, a suite of packages. Um, that was my business model. And then each one has a flat rate. And I also wanted to create a collection of a la carte services. So, and I did this because I wanted to work with different types of clients that might have different budgets. And that was important for me. So if someone could only book like a two hour, you know, working session with me, you know, for whatever an hour, then I was really happy to do that because then that could build into a new relationship. Maybe they needed a website down the line. So it's really kind of forging relationships. That was a tenant for me that I identified. 
And are you happy you made that decision? Is that still working for you? Yes, I'm so happy. Um, in fact, I've worked with a lot of my business is word of mouth, which has been so amazing right there. Um, you know, it was important for me to have like really kind and, um, you know, warm uh, experiences. I mean, look, we, in any industry, in any business, small, big, medium, you know, there's challenging, um, relationships, there's positive relationships, there's good things, bad things, you name it. But at the end of the day, um, I wanted to, you know, working with kind people and kind of uh, projects was important for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So what's something you plan on doing differently with your business this year? And what's your reason behind it? Another great question. So I've really, I actually was, I just kind of like was working on this. Um, so I have kind of developed or identified rather two things I would like to try and really pursue this year. And so I've made a plan to activate this. So one is um, I do offer a variety of services, but I'm really, really try, I really would love to do um, more what I'm calling 360 design projects. So I would love to work with a company that needs everything soup to nuts. So it's almost like having someone design your entire house versus just a room. You know, I really want to, um, do projects that involve full branding, full website design and build, including like video production, you know, e-commerce, you name it. So um, I just did a project, one of those projects um, with a local company in Las Vegas, and it was so great. I did everything from the branding to the logo design all the way through to the narrative. So it was really to the website and all that. So it was really cool and I loved it. So that would be um, something I'm considering really pursuing. And then another really neat thing I want to bring in more into this year is to work with uh, more vendors on projects. So bring in more photographers to shoot on my projects, bring in more um, videographers, illustrators, animators, um, you know, other people that uh, have a fantastic skill set that can just um, complement the work that I do. Sounds great. And on, on the point of working with contractors and all these Third parties, is there a mistake that you recall making that you learn from more than others and that you can give advice on uh, to our listeners? That's, yes, I definitely have made mistakes, of course, and I certainly have learned from them. I hope so anyway, right? Um, you know, I definitely recall one time I, I didn't clearly communicate um, you know, a portion of the process and the, it got relayed to the third party incorrectly and then the client got misinformed. So it ended up becoming, you know, a bit of a communication struggle and uh, we got through it. Um, I'm very, very transparent. So we were able to kind of get through that bump, but I think having, you know, super clear communication with all of your vendors uh, being very transparent, um, kind of being communicative about the process. If something isn't working, explain like that you're, that there is like a pause in the project and this is why it's okay to let clients know that things might take longer than they expected. It's just communicating that. Mm -hmm. And so about client communication, how often are you communicating with your clients? How does that process look from onboarding them to you know, the, the entire life cycle of communication with your client. How do you make sure that they are informed along the way? Sure. So I don't, um, I don't uh, cap any communication. I'm not like we have only, you know, so many reviews and we have only four emails, you know, um, I initiate conversation, um, and communication. So I think I set the tone for, for how, um, 
I am comfortable and, and would love for clients to communicate with me. So a lot of email, um, I, through my business platform, my own website, I have dedicated private uh, dashboards per project that clients log into. So all of our communication, let's say it's via email, any of the components that we discuss, let's say it's a new mood board, um, site one review of your wireframes, here's like all the rounds of your logos, whatever it is, everything down to even like, here's your design agreement that you signed, here's invoice one that you've already you know, paid me, you know, here's so-and-so. Um, everything is already is uploaded into this dashboard mm -hmm. um, so that they can always access it. So for me, communication's paramount. Um, I'm very open. Of course, if it's, you know, listen, with anything, if it's excessive, like if a client is, is texting me at like, you know, midnight on a Sunday, I'm like, oh, maybe we'll talk about that. <laughs> but how do you draw that line though? How do you make sure that it doesn't really invade your private life? Sure. Especially as a parent and, you know, you must be so busy outside of work. Yes. Busy is, is certainly true. Um, you know, I try to kind of get in front of it. So, um, if a client, if I know we, we, I have a review, typically my project phases go between like 10 weeks and or sorry, excuse me, 10 business days and like two full weeks. So um, I typically will communicate like that I'm working on their project and here's the date two weeks from now. And then even the second week, they're not expecting to hear from me, but I'll get in touch and say, hey, and, you know, I'm in the mix of your project and it's going great. Looking forward to speaking with you in a few days. So I'm kind of bridging the gap of our timelines together. Um, I also have real-time scheduling. It's like cloud-based. So anything, anytime the client wants to see where I am, they can jump into the dashboard that I've created for us on our project and see on the calendar where I am or, or any of that information. So I try to provide information if if they're texting late at night or too much I, I will probably have a phone call and say hey you know um I typically work for these hours and if you have anything important you know, definitely feel free to email me I'll get back to you in the morning right and have you ever had to break up with a client oh wow another great question I've never broken up with a client on a project thankfully yet <laughs> that certainly could happen yeah. um, but I certainly actually have um not broken up with, but um, I haven't um, moved forward with uh, with plot project after a phone consult. Um, I've also had clients not move forward with me after a phone consult, and that's why I do a phone consult. So I do a free phone consultation. Um, I, I use Acuity scheduling. It's like 15 bucks a month. You can install it right into your own business website, and people can book their time with me. And then we have a phone call, um, typically about 30 minutes, but it's not like a set time. And I learn more about who they are, you know, what their business is, what their vision is. Mm -hmm. And then I can share, you know, who I am, a bit of background on me, uh, my company, my process. Um, and then from there, you, you know, we both can get a kind of a rapport and a fit to see if it's a good fit rather. And, and how did you decide to make it free consultation? Did you go back and forth of whether you should charge for this or not? No, not for this type of work. I think, um, for me, uh, because I know that these go fairly quickly, um, it's also one of my tenants was to work with wonderful people. And most people are wonderful, but it's not always a good fit, right? So for me, because that's such an important component to my business, mm -hmm. having a phone call is really important. So for me, I just do it for free. Um, I wouldn't make someone pay for that. Um, I completely understand and, and appreciate that that designers in particular or other creative services charge for consults. I think it's important because it's our time. Yeah. Um, but for my service and my company, um, the way my model is set, um, I want to do free consults. Makes sense. And I guess how we'll wrap this up is 
to get some inspirational, uh, you know, words of wisdom from you. So I'm assuming that, you know, there are listeners right now that might be going through a rough patch. Maybe they have a nightmare client or made a big mistake on something with a project or struggling to get new clients to those dealing with those situations. What's your piece of wisdom you'd like to remind them of? Remember 100% why you started your business in the first place. You know, what was the spark? What was the delight? You know, why did you pursue this in the first place? And just kind of refocus what that is. If you have found now, let's say it's a year later, five years later, even like a month later that your business has derailed from that, then you should take time, book time with yourself and review your mission statement your business, your brand voice, you know, your business plan. And are you staying in line with that? You know, you're in charge of your business. You have to make sure that um, your intentions are set for what those goals are. And so how you check in on your own intentions. I'm sorry, what's that? How often do you check in on your own intentions? Like, do you check in with your, with yourself to see if you are still aligned with you, the mission statement of why you really got into this? all the time. I know that sounds, I really do. I mean, almost every day I'm not, it's not, and it's not so it's very organic. It's not, I mean, yes, sometimes I have typically at the beginning of every year, I will sit down absolutely and spend, you know, a few days and I'll outline. And, and this could be like an hour a day. It's not consecutively, you know, for two days straight, but I'll take time and I'll basically do workshops with my brand, with my business, much like I would a client. So I go through the same questionnaire. I have an onboarding questionnaire that I do um, for clients just to get a whole like cohesive sense of their business. And I do it myself. You know, I go through the brand exercises. I make sure that I'm still aligned with what my visions are. You know, your, your creative vision, your, your brand vision and your business model have to line up to achieve, you know, confidence and success. So, you know, remember why you started um, set intentions, you know, and be easy on yourself. Listen, like if you have a goal of getting five huge, you know, million dollar projects this year and you get four, well, awesome. That's better than three. You know, it's okay. You know, it's certainly something to achieve. And the fact that you even set that mark for yourself and went after it is a huge deal. You know, that right there is confidence. Just, just pursuing something is, is having the confidence in yourself. And you know, whether you get to the finish line or not, at least you're like the action of getting there is, is really what it's about too. So, um, you know, be gentle with yourself, um, you know, make time for yourself as a business and, uh, yeah, and you'll do great. You really will. I love it. That's the perfect ending. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for being with us. We're so will constantly be able to, you know, learn from your wisdom and have you partake in our Ivy community. And we're really grateful for that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you. I so appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. Rebecca. All right. Take care.